Kia ora, hello, and welcome to Bod Almighty, the practical how-to podcast helping you feel better about your body, have a peaceful relationship with food, and go out into the world with confidence. Everywhere we turn these days, someone is telling us to love your body. But how? Well, by listening to this podcast is how. That's right. We are your hosts, Hannah Tunnicliffe and Michelle Sokolich. Without further ado, let's get started. Amanda LeCount is a professional hip-hop dancer, choreographer, actress, singer, model and influencer. She's been dancing since she was two years old and aside from being a dancer, was also a competitive figure skater and cheerleader. She moved from Colorado to LA at the age of 13 and is currently completing her Bachelor of Fine Arts, Arts in Dance Performance. Amanda has performed with the biggest names in music and dance. She was in Rihanna's Savage X Fenty show at New York Fashion Week, danced at Coachella with Lizzo, Megan Trainer at the Radio Disney Music Awards, Kelsey Ballerini at the People's Choice Awards, was on the Ellen Show and The Voice, and featured in both Lady Gaga's Stupid Love music video and Katy Perry's Swish Swish music video with Nicki Minaj. Amanda has had her own national dance tour named Amanda LeCount Live, and recently appeared on America's Got Talent season 15 as a competitor. Her audition for America's Got Talent has had over 7 million views on YouTube. In 2019, Amanda starred as Mermaid Alana, one of Ariel's sisters, in ABC's The Little Mermaid Live, and has also played roles on Fat Camp, School of Rock, Drama Club, Alexa and Katie, Good Girls, and the Netflix movie The Prom, starring Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman. Amanda has her own movement, hashtag Breaking the Stereotype, which promotes body positivity and the belief that anybody can be a dancer. She is smashing the fake news that all dancers must be tall, thin and blonde, and speaks regularly about body love, acceptance and confidence. Her philosophy is, if you love it, do it. It's as simple as that. So thank you, Amanda, for being with us. It's such an honor. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So today we're talking about how to be confident by hashtag breaking the stereotype. And Amanda receives a load of questions about that. How can I be more confident like you? I'm so excited to delve into this today. Um, And Amanda, we would love to start by talking about courage. If you could tell us a bit about your personal story of growing up as a dancer and the courage that I guess it took for you. Just, yeah, tell us a bit about that. Sure. Um, well, like you mentioned, I started dancing when I was two, so pretty much been doing it my whole life. And I never really had any struggles with other people, um, I guess, bullying me or having an issue with my body until I was maybe like eight or nine years old. Um, and I started realizing that people I was taking class with, as well as teachers and parents around me, which is really disturbing. Um, We're kind of just making side comments about me or like giving me the side eye when I walked into the room. And you can just kind of tell when you walk into a room, the energy, and it was never positive to me most of the time. I always felt like they didn't think I should be there. And obviously that's going to affect you in some way. Um, And growing up, although I do think to a certain extent, I was confident Um, like I just said, I think people's opinions of you are always going to have a little bit of an effect. And, um, especially when I was 
a 12, I believe 11 or 12, a studio director from a studio I went to in Colorado uh, kicked me out of his studio because my body type did not fit his vision for the team or the studio. I wasn't allowed to go to the studio because of my body type, which is, I still can't even believe that happened. That is yeah. crazy to me um, that he could justify that, that, oh, because she doesn't look you know, super thin or the way that I want my dancer to look, I'm going to kick her out of my studio. Mm. Um, and that for me was a really big turning point. Obviously it was negative in the moment. It wasn't like, yay, I'm going to prove him wrong. It was like, oh my gosh, this sucks. I looked up to him. I was inspired by him. Um, and it was, I, it, I was really shocked when he did that. And so was my mom who was in the room at the time. And I, it definitely had an effect on me negatively. I questioned myself and, and my career and just my personal, like, who I am. I, I was questioning yeah. a lot of different things. And luckily I had a parent who was super supportive and super encouraging. And she just encouraged me, you know, keep going and keep training. It's, it's what I love. And she knew that. And she just wanted to motivate me to keep going and to prove him wrong one day. And, um, I kept going, obviously, even though it, the, at first it was kind of hard, it was a little difficult because it was still obviously very present in my mind, what he said. And I was worried, oh, is everyone going to feel this way? Like, can I even make it as a dancer? Am I wasting my time? Um, mm. You know, it caused me to question a lot of things, but I kept going and I, I, I fell back in love with dance. And I mean, I always loved it, but I fell back into the groove and I got back on track. And then I moved to LA sh shortly after that. And I've just been kind of going ever since. I still get a lot of people that question, you know, my decision to be a professional dancer and my abilities, my talents, um, my body type and being in the entertainment industry, you know, all those different things. But I'm, I'm so confident in myself and who I am. And I think that just causes me to let it go in, in one ear and out the other. And I'm like, oh, right. that really sucks that you think that about me. Whatever, you know, <laughs> like moving on, who cares? That's amazing. Um, and think, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think as far as like, if I were to like give advice maybe to someone um, on how to like persevere through people telling you, you know, negative things about yourself, I would just say that, you know, that's one person in a world of almost 8 billion, I believe. And as long as you love yourself and you love what you're doing and you're living a life that makes you happy and that makes you feel fulfilled, then that's all that matters. And although that's hard, easier said than done, um, just try to ignore it as much as you can. And like I said, as long as you're happy and you feel like you're doing the right thing that's best for you, then that's, that's all that matters. Do you have a sense, Amanda, about where that inner confidence comes from, you know, to be, um, to accept that other people have opinions, but you're, you're not going to take them on board. Like, where is that kind of amazing, like Teflon, like let it slide off kind of ability come from, do you think? I think it's hard to pinpoint, but I think one place I get it from is my mom. We almost inspire each other to be confident in different ways. My mom is a very outspoken, confident in, um, how she talks, how she, her emotions. And like, if you treat her bad, she's going to tell you to your face, like you, like she's going to put you in your place. And she's very confident in that sense. Yeah. Um, so she encourages me to be the same and to stand up for myself. But then she's not as confident in herself as like a person and her appearance and mm -hmm. how she feels about herself. So then I kind of try to inspire her to be more confident who she is and to love herself more. So we almost kind of like... <laughs> inspire each other to be more confident in different ways so I think part of it comes from my mom yeah. and I think also I think when you dance or at least I hope it should make you feel more confident 
And, and that's part of the reason I love it so much. And because when I'm dancing, like I could be having the worst, like body day where maybe I'm not feeling my best. Um, but as soon as I dance, you know, that just, it goes away. And I'm just like, I'm the best dancer in the world and I am stunning and I am the hottest person in the world, even though that's not true. But it, I just feel that way when I'm dancing, it brings something out of me. Like I'm already confident, but then when I dance, it's like, oh, we have even more confidence. And I'm just like untouchable almost when I'm dancing. And I think part of that, because I dance so much and I've done it for so long is transferring into just my daily life and, and who I am as a person outside of dance. And do you think that your, like your confidence has obviously grown over time as well? So from when you started out and now obviously you've, you know, you've had a lot of success and so, yeah, how do you feel like it's changed over the years? Like in terms of, has it got easier with practice and with time? Yeah, my confidence journey, it's, it's hard to describe, honestly, because when I was younger, I, I do remember being pretty confident in myself, but I was, I think I was a little bit, I cared a little bit more about other people's opinions. So yes, I thought I was amazing, but I still cared a lot about what other people thought. And I think the difference now is, um, I care about some people's opinions of me, but really at the end of the day, I know that my opinion is the only one that matters. I've just gotten better at, you know, listening to other people's opinions, but not taking them to heart and not um, trying to make them like me. Um, and because of that, I think that also has helped me become more confident. Um, I was thinking that courage and confidence are quite related. Um, and I was really interested in you talking about how the practice of dance is like a physical practice that helps you become more confident, like kind of getting out of your head, like, do people like me? Should I do this? Should I not? And actually just, you know, going into your body. Do you, can you see things in your life, events in your life where courage has helped you grow more confidence? Even though I don't think it should be, I think me being a plus size confident dancer who's not afraid to be herself and put herself out there is me being courageous. And I say that that shouldn't be the case because I don't think a fat person loving themselves is an act of like bravery. You know what I mean? Yes. I, people, and even I had that mindset not that long ago. I was like, I'm so brave. And it's like, why are you brave? Why are you brave? Like, you're just wearing the same thing that other people wear or doing the same things that other people do. And you think you're brave just because you have a different body type. So it was almost like I had to, I had to change that thought process in my own head. Yeah, it implies that you shouldn't be doing it just because of your body. Yet, why shouldn't you? Yeah. Why do I have that, yeah, internal, like, assumption that I'm not supposed to be wearing this? And so it's kind of like <laughs> trying to figure that out in my own head. But um I still think to a lot of people um, or to the outside or from the outside perspective, you're really brave for doing that or just for putting yourself out there for being yourself. And I do want to say, like, I think people who do that are brave in a sense because the world is still so cruel and so mean and so judgmental. But I'm just saying it, it shouldn't be. I hope we get to the point where it's not like you're so brave. And how, how do you have so much confidence to wear that? Because that's that's not the compliment you think you think it is um but I think just me like I said being myself and being like unapologetic um I think it's an act of courage in this state of the world right now I was telling someone else the other day I used to never wear a two-piece swimsuit ever like four years ago even just four years ago I would never do that I was like oh those aren't for me like that was my mindset I literally was like oh those are for them these are for me 
and it was very like separated um and then I just like slowly started like trying them on I started with like the most high waisted like this much skin showing and I was like ooh taking risks um <laughs> and then they just kept getting lower and lower and lower um and even though like that that's not a big thing to some people or people are like okay it's just a swimsuit or you know whatever and it shouldn't have to be a big deal but to me I think that helped me a lot because it was I wouldn't have done that like five years ago. And so I think it was just kind of showing my progress that I've made to just being more confident in myself and to wear whatever I want to wear. If somebody hasn't worn a two-piece bikini before, because I know you've mentioned, you've talked about how impactful that was. Like it kind of gave, you kind of next leveled your personal confidence to wear a two-piece swimsuit. Like what's your advice on starting like trying that is it to just go with the high-waisted to just you know kind of ease into it I think really what it comes down to is wearing whatever you want to wear and I think the reason um a lot of plus-size people don't wear two-piece swimsuits isn't because they don't like them or they don't like how they look in it or they don't like how they feel it's because they're scared of the judgment that's going to come from other people and so I think as long I would just suggest that if you go to a store and you see a swimsuit that you like don't say, oh, but like, what if they look at me weird? Or like, what if I'm not supposed to wear that? Or blah, blah, blah. These aren't the typical bodies I see in those swimsuits. Don't, don't let your mind do that to you. If you see it and you go, oh, that's cute. I want to wear that. Go wear that. Um, and I think yes. it's just a matter of, you know, taking that step. And once, once you do it the first time, I feel like you just, it just like keeps going and going and going and you just build onto it. I did this last year for the first time myself. Um, never worn a two piece before and just like you said made the decision actually I found one I really liked um, and I, I think like you say that first time is terrifying but once you've done it and then you're like oh my god the world's still turning I'm still alive like I, I did it and no one like yeah no one like <laughs> laughed and pointed at me on the beach like it's fine yeah I think getting that first one out of the way is so good this is my goal that I'm, I'm aiming for this but also be be comfortable. I don't want people to think like they they have to yeah. or or anything. Like still, obviously, the main message is wear whatever you want. So yeah, even if it's not like uh you're not wearing a two piece because you're scared you're gonna get judged. Even if if it's just you don't like them, that's fine too. Like you don't yeah. have to wear them to be a confident you know plus size person. But if you're only not doing it because you're scared of other people's opinions and and thoughts on it then I would suggest trying it. But of course, make sure that it's what you want to do and you're comfortable. What's up to is following people on Instagram who are plus size, who are wearing two pieces, because you know you're talking about how it's not particularly courageous per se, but if you've never seen something, if you've never seen a, a, you know, a plus size body in a bikini, because all the, plus, all the people in bikinis don't have those kind of bodies, it's almost like a mental hurdle, right? You don't want to be different I think I think a lot of people are scared to be like uh pointed out or like you know stick out I think a lot of people are scared of that because they're scared again they're gonna get judged or you know teased or made fun of or whatever um but yeah just just go for it I think just just wear whatever <laughs> you want it's not that serious it's, it's bathing suits yeah, it's bathing yeah. Suits. you're at the beach like have fun something that um like our listeners might want to think about um, like a, a, yeah, just something they can think about for themselves. Uh, you know, consider the things that in your mind, bodies like yours are not supposed to do. And whether that's like, like Amanda, like whether it's dance, you know, you thought dancers shouldn't be like that or whether it's wearing the swimsuit on the beach. Yeah. Think about those things and 
you know, consider if the stereotypes and the ideas and the thoughts in your mind weren't holding you back, what is it you would like to do? No, definitely. I think that's a, that's a great place to start if you just want to like be more confident or like love yourself more or just like things like that. I would, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Just find things that maybe you've thought weren't for you in the past and then maybe slowly try to do those things. I know one for me, um, I've tried it once. Um, but I just haven't found, found time to try it since then. But yoga, I know for me was like a big one where it was like, oh, like I was always scared growing up, not growing up. Cause it's not like I was going to go to yoga at six, but when I was like 11 or 12 years old, I, for some reason I had this week and I was like, oh, I want, I want to try yoga. You know, it looks, it looks peaceful and nice. Um, but then I, I didn't really end up going because I was scared that like, I wouldn't be able to do all the things they were doing and yeah. that I would be like, wow, dad. And I'm like, well, my body can't do those things. And like, I just think that that was a a negative way to look at it. And I think I should have just been like, oh, I'm going to go try it. And, you know, I'll do what I can. And if anyone laughs at me, they're a horrible person. And that's their fault. (laughs) You know, I'm just here trying to find that inner peace. And if they don't like it, you know, too bad. But I think I've tried it like once or twice. But I know that that one for me personally was like a one that I, a big one that I thought about a lot. Just because, yeah, I was scared like, well, my, my body might not be able to do that. But I don't think that's a negative thing. I think, you know, make, make everybody's a different into and, and do what you can. And um, yeah, so that was that was just one example that I know that I've like thought of before. I'm yes. so glad you mentioned that, too, because I think sometimes people think of confidence in a binary sense, like you have it or you don't have it. It's like one or the other. But actually, you know, even you who has done all these amazing things with your body, still there's some maybe still there's perhaps some sort of mental hurdle around yoga and it just shows people that even the most confident people um have still have those fears and and insecurities that kind of lurk in there and i'm i'm interested you know do you think you have any fears or insecurities that people might be surprised about considering that you do kind of embody this confident um persona kind of like you mentioned, actually, it's not confidence or none, you know, it's not black and white. Um, Everyone's in a gray area. Sure. Some might be more towards the, like, you know, not confident side and some might be towards the super insecure side, but everyone is this, everyone Mm -hmm. has this, no one's this and no one is like, yeah, no. And for the listeners, Amanda's doing her hand like a roller coaster. (laughs) Exactly (laughs) accurate. Yeah. Um, everyone's like that and we all have up and down days and we go through struggles and then super high moments. So I did the Savage show and I know the first time I did that, I was lucky enough to do it twice. I was in the most recent one and then the one in 2019. Um, and I know that this year I was like, woo, let's do it. Lingerie. Yeah. My thighs are jiggling. (laughs) Woo. Um, but I know the 2019 one, that was really scary to me. Um, and it's not because I didn't love myself or I hated how I looked or whatever. It was just scary. Um, if you don't know the Savage X Fenty show, it's a lingerie show and we're dancing in lingerie, which is very, you know, it's a little scary for anyone. Like to me, anyone would be a little like, whoa, scary. Um, and I was just really terrified. And I was like, people are going to see this, like pretty much like everything's out right now. So I'm like, this is very, very intimidating. You know, I get judged already when I'm wearing like this, like long sleeve jacket, people still judge me. So I'm like, I'm going to be wearing nothing. And I feel like I'm going to be even more scrutinized. And I think it caused mm. me being worried about other people's opinions of me caused me to almost like judge myself. Mm. And I was like, Oh, you don't look good enough in this or, or you don't 
whatever, like suck it. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like the whole point of this show is different body types, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different abilities. Like the whole point is to be inclusive of everybody and to show everyone that they're beautiful. And then for me to be like, oh no, I don't look good enough in this. Or like, do I have rolls in the back? It's like, yeah, you have rolls in the back. And they look great. (laughs) Like I was, I I definitely found myself judging myself a little bit during that show, but I think that process was so great. And I think Mm -hmm. I definitely walked, came back from that job or or that experience. And I was like, whoa, I think I'm a changed person. And I think that was another point where my confidence went whoop and it Mm -hmm. went up again. Um, So it's kind of like, in order to boost your confidence, I think you have to do those uncomfortable things a little bit, not too uncomfortable, you know, take care of yourself, but just, you know, push it a little bit and maybe go to your boundaries and see how far you can push it. And once you get through that, it's like new person and you have a whole new level of confidence. Do you think the industry is changing a little bit in general, like to be more accepting of diversity and inclusion? And I know you've um, recently trademarked, you know, your hashtag breaking the stereotype. So tell me what part do you think that plays in the whole helping the world, you know, include more diversity? Um, yeah, I definitely think the, um, entertainment industry specifically, obviously I'm mostly in dance. So I definitely think the dance world dance industry has made positive, um, adjustments or like, um, we've progressed a little bit since when we were even just when I first moved here, which was only six and a half years ago, I've seen a big difference. And I think we're, we're getting more accepting, but I, we're definitely not there yet. Mm. Um, I know one thing for me that, that, sometimes is a little bit questionable is sometimes I feel as if they're um, filling a box with me that needs to be filled. So they're like, oh, we now, you know, in this generation, we need to be more inclusive. So let's get, you know, one fat person, what, like, you know what I mean? Give a list. And that is not, that's not good. I want the talent to speak for itself. I don't want my Mm -hmm. body to be a positive or a negative. Mm. nothing my body should be no part of the discussion like right because right now at these auditions and at these jobs we dance or whatever and honestly half the time the first thing they talk about is like oh how do they look their body type their height their will they look good next to them will they will they look good in the costume and it's like I get maybe you want the group to look good as a whole but my body should not be a determining factor on whether I get a job or not. If you're a good dancer, you're a good dancer, period. It doesn't matter if you're fat, skinny, tall, short. You're good if you're good. So I'm glad we're going in the right direction. But I think there's a lot more that needs to be done. Yeah, and I think you're helping to make that change as well. You know, um, by your with your hashtag, you know, you are. You're out there breaking the stereotype. I know when my um, 15-year-old first got an Instagram account a couple of years ago, you know, the thing I said to her was, I want you to have diversity, in your feed like it's really important to me you see all sorts of bodies and um I put you were the one of the accounts that I suggested she followed what she and she still loves following you (laughs) yeah so I think that makes a difference I think it's yeah it's really cool to be part of that change for sure thank you um for saying that um yeah it's my hashtag is really important to me um and I I created it with not with the intention of it growing to this huge thing I genuinely created it the most random time like randomly I was in the car on my way to dance and um I saw some people I follow had their own hashtag but their hashtags they were they were great but they were like their name or maybe what state they're from what city and just kind of a little bit more generic things and 
I wanted to create a hashtag just for me that really kind of encompassed my story and what I want to achieve and what my, my purpose is, my message is, and what I'm passionate about. And I came up with breaking the stereotype because it's self-explanatory, but I don't fit a lot of stereotypes that are put onto dancers and just um, entertainers as a whole. Um, I don't fit a lot of those stereotypes and I want to break them. So the industry can be more diverse and more inclusive and so more people feel accepted. I'm going to jump back a little bit. So apologies for this, but I'm wanting to talk to you about, you mentioned your mum. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk to you about how a support system can help people mm-hmm. um, become more confident in their bodies or become more confident in their lives. Um, And you mentioned that, you know, even now with success, people will still say to you, you can't do it. You can't succeed. And you're like, "Um, I did. I I did already do it. Um, So I'm curious to talk to you about the people in your life that have created um, a safety net or yeah, a support system for you and how people Mm -hmm. can perhaps build those even for themselves, you know, even if they don't have a mother like yours, who sounds amazing, who, you know, she can adopt me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, how you can kind of create that that structure for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so like I said, I'm very, very lucky to have such a supportive parent. Like, I'm so lucky. And when I moved to LA, you know, I begged her to move me here so I could uh, start my career. And she quit her job. And we came out here with our, we had a 1998 Honda with our one car, two huge suitcases and my two dogs at the time. Um, And she did not question it at all. She was like, okay, if if you're going to work hard, like work hard and you think you can do this and sure I'll do it. Um, and I'm just amazing. Yeah. I'm so lucky for that because there are so many parents and I'm not blaming them. I I would understand. I would second guess my kid if they're like, (laughs) so yeah, that's great. But I think, um, a support system is really important. And I also think it's important to say that it does not have to be a blood related person. It doesn't have to be your mom, your dad, a parent, an aunt, a brother. It doesn't have to necessarily be that. Um, it can also be a friend. Or even, you know, now we're in the world of social media, and although sometimes it can be a negative thing and it can be really toxic sometimes, I think there also is a lot of positive that can come from it. And I think one thing is, you know, we can connect with people from all over the world. Um, And I have friends that I've never met in person, but, you know, we saw each other on Instagram or we see each other um, on different, you know, social media platforms or over the internet. And um, I know they support me. I support them. So I think just having some people that you know support you, whether it's online, whether it's in person, whether it's a family member, just a friend. And I have six siblings who they try to be as supportive as they can, even though they do not know anything about the industry I'm in. They try. <laughs> That's so cool. I think being around people that love you and accept you for who you are does wonders for your confidence. Like if you can find that the friends, the family, the community – that you that you can feel completely yourself around and just know that they they love and accept you anyway is just such a confidence booster. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. And also perhaps as well, an interesting um, consideration for people is to perhaps create boundaries with people who don't mm. make you feel like that, or create boundaries with say accounts, social media accounts who don't make you feel oh yeah acceptable or don't make you feel like your body is an acceptable body. But a bit of a sort of I don't know, curating and editing as well as building up that team. Yeah, no, you definitely have to. I think um, for some reason there's such like a, a like, it's almost like taboo to like unfollow people or to block people. And I'm like, no, like 
It's your, it's your page. If you see someone on Instagram that, that's making you feel bad or just is, is making you, you know, question yourself or your, mm. your self-esteem, or your confidence, you don't have to follow them just because you want to be nice. And you don't have to worry about totally. it's awkward. No, like if they think it's awkward, that's their fault. But at the end of the day, this sounds really selfish and really bad. But like, it's, no, I think it's important. It's life and it's, it's your mental health. And if they're being a negative, if they're being a hindrance to that, then, you know, cut them out. And I don't think that should be so like, <gasps> you blocked someone. It's like, yeah, I did. Cause they weren't making me feel good. I think that circles right back to what you're talking about in terms of not just, just connecting yourself from, you know, what other people think of you. Mm. Um, but that's, you know, at the core of being able to go, actually, this person's not right for me um, to, to really appreciate that you're not for everyone but also everyone's not for you. Yeah, so. exactly. Oh, amazing. Amanda, thank you so much for chatting to us today. It was, yeah, really great. Loved hearing all your tips and advice and a bit about your journey. Um, tell us where people can find you. Because I, I highly suggest everyone goes and follows you on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I know. So many social media accounts these days. I'm like, okay, let's see. The important <laughs> ones. Uh, my main one is Instagram. That's like where I post my important stuff and the cool stuff. Um, and that's just Amanda LeCount. Um, TikTok is really big now, I guess. Yeah. So that's Amanda underscore LeCount. And then pretty much if you want to know anything else about me or find anything else, it's on my website, which is just AmandaLeCount.com. Your joy and enthusiasm is really contagious. Um, yeah. You have a real radiance to you. And um, I just think you're, you're, yeah, I think you just are inspiring in your your understanding of yourself and um, your courage and just your passion for dance and passion for movement. So, yeah, I'm going to echo Michelle in saying that you were one of the accounts that were really inspiring for me. And every time I see one of your videos, I just smile the heck out of myself. Like, I just oh, thank you so love much. them. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's, that's the goal, you know, just to be hopefully a positive social media account that people can can follow instead of some of the ones that maybe don't make them feel their best. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. You have been listening to Bod Almighty, the podcast that gives you practical how-to steps towards body acceptance and confidence. You can find us on Instagram at Bod Almighty Podcast. Please do get in touch to let us know if you have any questions or suggestions. We love to hear from you. From both of us, thank you and goodbye.